Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good, Jack. How are you doing today? <laughs> Take two. That's right. <laughs> you know it's going to be a good episode when you can't even get through the intro. That's right. We are professionals, much to my kids' dismay. <laughs> we do get paid to do this. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. We are professional. Yep. At all times. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, so you can reach us. Technical service at carboline.com is the best way to get a hold of us. You can also hit us on the chat function. It's my team here in tech service. We're staffing that chat function on the website. So if you just go to carboline.com, you'll get that little pop-up message in the lower right-hand corner. And uh, it's going to be one of my guys on there, you know, eight to five or seven to five, Monday through Friday. We're staffing that. And uh, you can talk to one of the guys, ask them anything you want. Same thing you would do over the telephone or... Um, online with the uh, email. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's important to talk about when it comes to this is we always tell you guys how to get a hold of us, right? We, we want you to know that we're not just two voices on your phone uh, talking about paint, that we are really, we're a full service technical service team for Carboline. The podcast, we want to become a trusted source of industry knowledge for you guys. We allude to that a lot. We never really say it out loud, but that's one of the reasons why we bring on guests within the industry. We tell you how to get a hold of us is because we really want you guys to use us as a resource. Now, with that being said, a lot of the times we talk about industry standards and practices. And for the most part, we don't talk specifically about Carboline products. There are episodes here and there, especially early on. Yeah. But every once in a while, something happens within the industry and something big comes along and it's worth talking about. And what I'm talking about here specifically is a new type of resin that we've begun to explore and use here at Carboline. And we just released the first product with that resin and that's the Plasite XHT 400. Now the resin that I'm referring to is Supoxy. And you're thinking, whoa, what does that mean? And you know what? Maybe we were watching a few too many Marvel movies at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but supoxy, super epoxy. So, Paul, let's get into that a little bit. You know, Jack, this really has been a game changer in how we look at things from a formulation standpoint, from a testing standpoint, and from an application standpoint. The resin has brought us a whole new realm of possibilities for what we do. And this being the first product really kind of... It was not what we were aiming for when we started. Sure. Talking with the chemist and working with them as we were doing some application work, we had a product that had some really great characteristics and some really great properties, but we just didn't really know what exactly could we use it for. And then, you know, one day we got a request from one of our salesmen, which is why it's always important. Call up and ask us so that we can talk you through these scenarios. And one of the things that they asked about were for this really unique situation and, and there's tens of thousands of them just in the United States alone. Yeah. They're really not that big. And what we're talking about are fire tubes. And if you've ever thought about on the inside of a lot of these process vessels, primarily in the oil industry, but they're in a lot of different industries. Mm -hmm. And you think about how do they make 
a tank full of whatever chemical that's in it. A lot of cases, it's oil. How do you make it hot? Yeah. It's a fire tube. This is what they use. Yeah. So if you've never seen a fire tube, get on the old Google, put in fire tube. If you really want to get fancy, put in upstream process vessels afterwards. When they introduce the heat, what happens is, is they, they have a tube that is uh, U-shaped that goes into the tank and it literally has fire go through it. So now we're talking about coating the outside of this tube where it is completely immersed in oil, water, things that think about come straight out of the ground when we're drilling for oil. These are the kind of chemicals that these fire tubes come in contact with. That's right. And so what it's looking to do is if you heat up the liquid inside it to a high enough temperature, you can get all of these different, let's just call them ingredients, all of these different components to separate out. And therefore, you can separate the gases from the waters, from the oil selection or, or whatever chemical it is that you have in there. It'll cause these phase separations, which will allow you to purify the process that you're going through and extract so that if you want to work with just the gas phase, you can get that. If you want to work with the oil phase or a petroleum phase, you can do that or you can separate off the water phase. And these fire tubes, like Jack said, it's a U-shaped device with fire going through it. And so the inside of it is always dry. You know, it's got fire in mm -hmm. it, so it's hot and dry. You don't really have to worry about corrosion in that kind of an area. That's not the space that we're looking to prevent, that we're looking to protect. Mm -hmm. What we're looking to protect is the outside of that tube. And if you could see my hands, I'm, I'm actually telling you where it is that we have to coat here. He, he is, in fact, giving you the <laughs> diagram with his hands. So... We put the coatings on the outside of this fire tube, and therefore one side of it is hot and dry with the fire on the inside, and the other side of it is exposed to whatever liquids are in there. And in most cases, it's a contaminated water, you know, and it's going to have different types of contaminants based on what they're working at, but it's typically a water-based solution. Water, oil mix, yeah. Hey, Paul. So, you know, every month we do this, we have a little commercial in the middle of the show and this month is no exception. However, the exception is, is the new product that we're talking about. And that's the Pyrocrete 341. What's great about this product is, is we've made major advancements in the world of cementitious fireproofing. If any of you out there have ever watched any of the stuff that Jack and I have put together, you've noticed we like to throw things. And this product is made to have things thrown at it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So as a part of the testing to show some real world durability, we did this. It's in a video. You can go to our YouTube channel and check it out. But we dropped a cinder block from 10 feet up in the air and the cinder block exploded when it hit the 341. That's how durable this cementitious fireproofing is. Not only is it the most durable fireproofing on the planet, it is the most extensively tested and certified fireproofing on the planet. We have set this up where we've taken real world scenarios, tested the product to the real world, not just the fire hydrocarbon, but so many different tests that we ran on this thing that you can feel confident that 341 will perform when you put it in any industrial fire environment. Combine that with improved application properties and you truly have a new and unique product here from Carboline. That's Pyrocrete 341. 341 features you have increased application, extensive testing, and extreme durability. The other part that's interesting about these vessels is there's a very aggressive gas phase above where the separation is happening. So you also have to be chemically resistant to that because you could end up in a situation 
where that tube or coating comes in contact with the gas part of that vessel. And if you think back to our series on tank linings, I think that starts with episode 11. One of the things that we tell you in that series is as you increase heat, as you increase the temperature within your immersion service, the aggressiveness of that chemical increases. So now we got a fire tube inside a chemical so you know it's hot. That's right. And so the real key that really sometimes gets missed when you're talking about a system like this, as opposed to a tank lining where you have the walls of the tank and you just have it heated, essentially, whether you had steam coils, which is the typical way these things get heated when you have moderate heating, where you just want to keep something from freezing or keep it from hitting its melting point so that it stays a liquid. In those scenarios, it's typically done by heating coils. In that case, you've got a uniform heat pushing the chemicals against the walls of the tank. In this case, it's a very concentrated heat. You've got a very concentrated heat source in a very focused area, which is causing all of the activity to happen in one spot. So not only do you have that extreme temperatures that are pushing in from the backside, it is a focused point that's causing it to happen. It's not uniform down the walls of the tank. So if you had a, you know, 100 foot tall tank with a 200 foot diameter, it's a lot of surface area. Mm -hmm. In these cases, we're just talking about a few square feet. It's a small device. You know, we're typically looking at things that take one or two gallons of paint to cover the whole thing. It's not that big, great big surface area like we have on the walls of a tank. So everything is more concentrated and focused, which caused its own difficulty. And one of the things that we were seeing in the field, these linings from the you know OEMs from the original time they were being made, they're difficult to apply and they don't last very long. No, no, they don't. That was the real key. The industry wanted something so they didn't have to take these devices out of service quite so often. Yeah. So let's rewind the development just a little bit. So you brought up, you know, we started working with the Supoxy technology, rights reserved. Anyway, begin, you know, like you do in any developmental lab, you begin doing initial screenings, you put together some beginning formulations, you run through some testing, you really get a good idea of what this resin will be good for. And immediately right away massive chemical resistance at high temperatures. Absolutely. And one of the things that's great is this is the first product that we are releasing out of this technology. And what I will say is it's kind of interesting how we got there. So you said, you know, we we got the call looking for a solution for fire tubes. And I don't know if you've heard this or not. At, at Carboline, we believe there's always a solution. So we're going to work with you to figure that out. And so, you know, Paul's guys get a call asking about fire tubes and they start talking about stuff. And next thing you know, we're like, Hey, we've been working on developing this stuff. Let's, we know it's got good oil and gas resistance. We know it's got good high temperature water resistance. So we run a field trial. Wouldn't you know it, that fire tube came out of service looking brand new. Oh, it was amazing. When, when I saw the picture after it came out, I truly did ask, is there an after picture? <laughs> It is another thing that can create a challenge when you're coating these fire tubes is there is kind of like a sludge buildup that happens on the tube. It like it like gets baked on. Yeah. So when they when they first brought it out from the test or from the real world experience, you know, put in service, it looked dull and it looked kind of gunky. But then they cleaned it and they cleaned all that debris and baked off stuff. And it was shiny as could be. Right. Fully ready to go. No blisters. No nothing. And they pulled it out after six months of service because this is when they usually start having coding problems. Right. And after six months, we're good. The other thing that we 
kind of glossed over with the Supoxy technology is the application characteristics. This stuff is so friendly to the applicator. This is a high solids material that flows really nicely and knits together at really low film thicknesses. So you can get superior protection at really low film thicknesses. And in a case like this, what they're really looking for, the, the typical fire tube coating, they're looking for something that they can apply in one coat to be able to get it back into service right away. And so typically we're looking at something in the 10 to 12 or 10 to 14 mil range, one coat application back in service because it's a quick dry coating and they can get it back and get it working right away. And not to mention we have lengthened the service interval between them. And, you know, one of the things that you can look at, everybody is always trying to find how can we become more green? How can we become more environmentally friendly? Sure. One of the real key ways that we can do that is by creating coding systems and using coding systems that will protect the asset for longer time intervals, creating less waste, less shutdown time, less cleanup materials, less debris and less fatigue on the equipment. Therefore, the equipment lasts longer. So there's a whole new aspect of how to be environmentally friendly. It doesn't just mean no solvent and no VOCs and all of those are important. But another way is to just protect things better for longer. Well, yeah. And the effects of manufacturing steel alone on the environment are heavy. So if we can prevent metal loss and needing metal repair through coatings, you're actually being more green. I think that might be a whole episode. I think it's going to have to be. All right. So just for review, there's some really exciting things going on in the technology side of innovation at Carboline. We have this new patented superhero epoxy, the Supoxy, and it is going to be featured in a lot of, uh, you'll see, you started to see the X come up with Plasite, the Extreme Service series. And I know that there's lots of great things to come with this technology because we're barely scraping the surface so far. That's right. And if so, if you're looking for those really difficult scenarios, some of the most common ones that we would see for this product, the Plasite XHT 400, you know, we've talked about fire tubes, but some other ones in this category, heater treaters, uh, knockout drums, separators, all of these have this high temperature, high pressure separation service that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And this is the kind of coating that may be right. I'm not saying it's right for every one of them, but call us up and we can talk with you about it and see if this is the right product for you giving you great high temperature resistance, easy application, fast return to service, and just extraordinary, dare I say, super performance and life cycle out of your products. Absolutely. So that's the brand new Supoxy technology. It's currently in the Plasite XHT 400. For Paul, I'm Jack. We'll see you next week. And so for the Carbaline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. Hey. We'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. Who put the line in Carbaline? Who put the line in Carbaline? No matter where I go, they don't know what I mean. I say Carbaline.